Welcome to Stilettos and Stouts. My name is Christy. I am your host. And with me is my co-host, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hello. Um, so you had an interesting week. Uh, little Miss Across the World Traveler. Uh, and today we're going to kind of sit <laughs> around a little bit and people are going to, I'm going to ask you questions. So we're going to try okay, to a little bit different here. <laughs> so you had the pleasure right. of covering a contest winner who won a contest to go hang out with Devil's Captain Nico Heischer in his hometown, correct? Yes, there were actually two contestant winners. They were both 22 years old. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, crazy. That's nuts. I'm literally old enough to be their father. They, um, at one point, because uh, Switzerland tourism allowed me to bring my husband. Cool. And for the entire week, they kept calling me and my husband, mom and dad. And I didn't know how I felt about that, but apparently I'm just old. So that's what, one of the lessons I learned in Switzerland is that I am old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's one of those cruel realizations in life, right? When you're, when it hits you and you're just like, Oh no. I'm like, I'm not that old guys. No. I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm guessing I'm significantly older than you. So that's <laughs> gotta be um, a, a little bit of a trip. Um, but I mean, it, it's a whirlwind trip to, of all places, Switzerland. Um, and Nico's hometown is fairly unique, uh, just from the pictures and everything I know about it. He, he grew up in a pretty wild place. Yeah, so he his hometown, according to the NHL website and everything like that, is Brig. But he actually, and that's because he was born in Brig. That's where the hospital is. His family's house is actually across the river in a town that apparently if you're not from Switzerland, everyone pronounces it incorrectly. And I know I will pronounce it incorrectly. So you could just look it up. I think Wikipedia has the name of the town. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, so we started in his in where his parents live in that town. Um, he walked around because there's really, there are cars, but there's not like walking is really what you do. So okay. we did kind of a walking tour. We saw his school and all that kind of stuff. And then we walked across the river into Brig. Uh, which I was obsessed with. I loved that city. And what uh, what kind of altitude does the area sit at? Like, is it, uh, are we talking like Colorado, even higher? Um, I have no idea if I'm being completely honest with you. It was very, very high. I know that the couple times we went to lunch, we went to the very top of the mountains and that was, I think like 10, 11,000 feet up. That's awesome. Yeah. I love high altitude places. Uh, so I'm always fascinated with like the mechanics of everything. It looks like Brig, I actually did a quick Google search is about uh, 2,300 feet above sea level. And then those peaks, yeah, they're going to be up there. So it's, you got to be a little short of breath when you get up on the top, right? Well, I realized that yoga is not really doing me any favors when it comes to everyday life. I was not in shape for this trip. This was, and I'm doing, I'm actually, it's so funny. I'm writing out the days now so I can kind of share it with people that are interested in it. Uh -huh. And the one thing that I said I learned very quickly was I am not in shape. I was dying just walking around. I don't think I've ever done that many steps in my life. And yeah, it's one of the healthiest countries in the world for a reason. A lot of people walk, food's very healthy, and Christy is not, is what we <laughs> See, I look at you as a fairly healthy person. My wife and I actually, this is kind of really funny because this is like, would be my wife and I's dream trip to like hike up a glacier. We do, 
huge hiking trips all the time. Uh, we recently hiked Letchworth State Park in New York. It's like a nine-mile loop around a giant canyon. Um, I half grew up in the Adirondacks, so it's a big mountain culture. So, like, this is very much a role reversal kind of a situation here. Um, where, you know, if this had been me sent there, I probably would have been his giddy school child the entire time. I kept joking that this was like, my husband and I never took a honeymoon because we got, we eloped in the middle of a hockey season and then like life happened and we just didn't really think it was that big of a deal. So going into this, it was a work trip for me first and foremost, but it was like a luxury vacation for him. And so we kept joking that this is like our unofficial honeymoon. And he was, I've never seen somebody so happy to be in Switzerland. And I told the one woman who created our itinerary, I said, without knowing my husband, you created his dream itinerary. He did not participate in Nico day. uh, So he did not hike the glacier, but that day he was on his own. So he was hiking all the mountains around the glacier, trying to get to the top of the glacier. That's awesome. That's yeah. That's, that sounds like a great day. That's very, very cool. So how many days uh, are you there for? It was wild. How many days were you in Switzerland for? Uh, so we had officially four. So we officially had four days of activities and itinerary set. And then you have the two travel days because you have the flight. And then to get into that region, it's a train, like a two to three hour train ride. So I think in oh. total, like a 10 or 11 hour, if I can do math correctly, like in total between the plane, the train and the cable cars and gondolas to get into the mountain villages. It was two really full travel days and then four days of activities. And what was really funny was when I was posting, you know, content on Instagram, somebody said, oh, were you there for two weeks? And I said, no, 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 no. This was four days worth of activities. (laughs) By Wednesday afternoon, I was falling asleep at the bus stop, like on top of my husband's luggage, because I was so, the, the jet lag. I never traveled yeah. to Europe before. So that was my first experience of jet lag. So between the jet lag, doing just physical activity that I'm not used to doing, it all caught up to me. So it was, I'm so grateful for it. It was the greatest experience of my life. I just was not physically ready for the trip. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I am, uh, I'm, I'm also, uh, I, I enjoy trains. I am one of those people who just, is fascinated by the concept of the way Europe gets around on train. Um, and so you had a, probably quite the scenic journey from the airport up to there. It was, and I, and it's so funny because my mom was going through all my photos and I said, there wasn't a bad view. I was in the bus yeah. station taking pictures of the mountains. I was at the airport and I'm taking pictures. So like, there wasn't a bad view. And just when I thought it couldn't get better, it got better. And the first thing I said when we saw Nico on Tuesday is I went, I said, you know, hi, how you doing? How's your summer? And I said, Nico, if this is where you live, what the hell are you doing in New Jersey? (laughs) Yeah, I have, uh, I would have similar sentiments regarding some of the views I saw there. It's, uh, I would not spend much time here. I'd come, I'd play my hockey. I'd get them out. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it's so funny because I was even telling my parents, I said, the photos and the videos I have they don't even do it justice, which is the most insane part of it. Is it looks beautiful in the photo? And I'm like, no, no, no. It was even better in real life. And really, so Switzerland Tourism, you know, got in touch with me and they took care of everything. And they said to me, they said, the goal is that we're going to take care of everything. The only thing you have to do once you're here is to just 
experience it and then write about it. So I was able to kind of just shut my brain off for four days or however long I was, you know, including the travel days, six days and just experience it. And my goal was to do the activity, go through the day and then go home, go to the hotel and then write, write about it and then have it posted that day. And the one guy had said, no, 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 like, don't do that. Like soak it in, reflect on it, write, write about it when you get home, just really like embrace in the moment while you're here. And honestly, I was so exhausted that I, if I could get sleep, I, I was trying to sleep. Um, but yeah, it was unbelievable. I don't know how or why this happened to me. And I don't think I, th- I didn't talk about it either. So I think it just, yeah. it, I didn't say anything about it. So it's still like, I'm home now and it still doesn't feel real that I was there. That's crazy. That's um, just, what a cool experience. Not just aside from, you know, going and covering the devil's captain in his hometown, just, mm-hmm. you know, being chosen to do something like that is really cool. Um, and I, I know how far you've come in the year and a half I've known you as far <laughs> as like, you know, moving your career along and, um, is somebody who's done the same in his own line of work. I respect the crap out of that. So that's got to be a great feather in the cap for you. Just knowing that, Hey, I got picked to do this cool thing. Yeah, it really didn't. I mean, I got a message from Switzerland tourism exactly one month before the flight and I got the message and they were like, Hey, you know, we want one journalist to come and cover, you know, this, this project. Like, do you want to, do you want to do it? And I remember I looked at the message on Instagram. I paced my house like a million times because my husband was in the shower. And I said, oh my God, get out of the shower. I need to talk to you. And <laughs> I finally got out of the shower and I was in the bedroom and all the lights were out. And I said, turn the light on. And he goes, why? He's like, I don't need the light on to read the phone. And I said, I need to see your expression. And then I turned the light on and he read it. And he just looked at me with the biggest smile on his face. And he goes, you're doing this. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. You're going and you're doing it. And then it was just really sweet that I was allowed to bring him as well so that he could experience it as well. Um, which was honestly so fun for me to just kind of watch him see everything. It was really great, but yeah, no, I didn't believe it. And I didn't say, I didn't say anything to anybody until I was at the gate. Cause even going to the airport, I felt this is too good to be true. Something's going to happen at the gate. It something's going to happen with boarding and they're not going to let me in because I didn't have a passport. Oh, really? So yeah, nobody knows this. So when this all happened, wow. my passport had expired like three years prior to this one. Okay. And so when I went and tried to figure out the whole passport situation, because at the end of the day, I knew that they wanted to obviously market this and have this covered. And right. I wanted to do it, but at the same time, I needed to be fair to them to say, look, if, if my passport can't get done in time, find somebody else so that you guys can get the, the stuff that you need. And the way the passport agency works is you have to call within two weeks of your flight and then they make you an appointment. They made my appointment one day before my scheduled flight. So I flew out Saturday, Friday, my husband and I were in New York city at the passport agency from 9am and I did not get the passport in my hand until 630 at night. So I had anxiety this entire month that something was going to happen and I wasn't going to get my passport. (laughs) So yeah, there was a lot of anxiety behind the scenes. Um, and that's why there was like no articles coming out the week that I was leaving because I had so much anxiety that I was going to get to the passport agency and they were just going to tell me I couldn't, I couldn't go. Thankfully it all worked out. I got to the airport and then I was at the gate and they were boarding the plane when I finally went on Twitter and said, next stop Switzerland. Cause I did not, I didn't want to jinx any aspect of this trip. 
Yeah, that's um, that's wild. Yeah, the passport anxiety is crazy. Uh, my wife dealt with something similar when we were uh, a friend of mine got married in Jamaica, and she didn't know her passport was expired, and that was she had to go to Philly. It was a whole thing. Yeah, so they send you wherever there's an opening. I've witnessed it. Like I've seen it happen. It's yeah. it's a nightmare. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was very hectic Friday because it's like they close the doors at five and once you're in the doors, they're like really shut things down, I guess at seven. So at six 30, I still don't have a passport. And I'm like, oh, and there was like 75 of us or 50 of us that still didn't have passports. Some of us were flying out that night. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of anxiety on Friday and it was weird for me because I was packed for a trip that I was like, I guess technically I still they still could say no to the past. It was, it was a very wild week leading up to Switzerland. That's crazy. Um, I, I was, I was uh, wondering if you had to get a work visa or anything like that for the trip or if like the tourism people took care of you. That's pretty cool. That no. uh, Once you were there, they wanted you to really like settle in and enjoy the trip. Um, yeah. I'm guilty personally. I'm guilty of like not taking pictures in situations like that because I'm just like, why am I even going to bother? Yeah. Like, why am I going to bother taking pictures of this? Um, you know, and you know, my wife is always like, "Oh, we don't have pictures of anything. I'm like, you're responsible for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just don't think about it. I think for me, when I knew I was going, I was trying, I figured I was like thinking in the background for weeks. I was like, how can I do this? Cause I wanted to do more than the content with Nico. And I said to my husband, I said, Switzerland, I feel like is a top destination for a lot of people. But Switzerland's also extremely expensive. It's expensive to fly to Europe. It's expensive. Well, now it's expensive to fly anywhere, but it's just not a real, it's not like going to Vegas for a weekend. And so I said, knowing that I said, I want to be able to make people feel like they're coming with me and can kind of experience it along with me. Or if they want to have plans to go to Europe, this can maybe be like a little bit of like a travel guide or like whatever I could do to kind of just help people out. Um, And you know me, I don't really like being in front of the camera. Like I'm no, not kind of Very funny. <laughs> so I was like, should I vlog it? And then I said, I'm super uncomfortable in front of the camera. So I'm going to try and keep myself out of it as much as possible and just kind of do the scenery. Um, and what was really funny is when I was with Nico, I knew I wanted to get him on video for something. So when I did the video with him, I was just happy. I was happy to be in Switzerland. Like there was just a lot of, and like, I kind of have that personality. So when I saw some of the Twitter comments of like, oh, you're so smitten with Nico. I said, oh, no, those were great. they were hysterical. Cause I said, no, no, no. And my husband was laughing and he goes, <laughs> oh, you're never on camera. So they don't see that that's just you. And even the one contest winner, she was like, this has been you the entire week. And I said, exactly. So we thought it was hysterical. When like yeah. he still makes fun of me, like I was doing something the other day, and he's like, "Oh, he's like you're so smitten," and I started laughing. And I'm like, "Yeah, with Switzerland," um, <laughs> but I knew I wanted to get him on camera at least for fans, like not really for me, but for the purposes of like fans seeing him. Yeah. Um, and he was really nice about it, and I told him, I said, "You don't have to if you don't want." What the fuck? We're back. Sorry, my internet just completely That's dropped right. out. We'll just, um, you can just ask me the next question and we'll just go from there. 
Yeah. And then uh, well, I was going to ask you about the Twitter comments because I thought that was really funny, especially knowing you um, and knowing your husband was there. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so my, my one question about Nico really is what does he yeah. tend to do in the offseason? Does he normally go back to Switzerland or does is, or did he go back to kind of host this thing? What does he normally do? No. So he has um, so he lives in Bern. That's, that's where he is. Um, he did have a couple vacations that he talked about. So this is the really funny thing about the whole day. And I'm just going to write about this too. Once we got there, they had the film crew. They had his uh, manager was there who was different from his agent, separate people. And they had the contest winners and everything. And the, the day wasn't about me. So when they were doing their walking tour, I was not with them. I was in the back with the media, you know, with like the film crew and, you know, the guides and everybody from Switzerland tourism. So when they were walking around, I was not present for their conversation because one, I didn't think I needed to be on film because it, again, it wasn't about me. So yeah. when I keep telling people I'm like, oh yeah, I'm waiting for the audio. I don't know what was discussed during the walking tour because while they were doing their walking tour, I was interviewing his manager, Patrick. So I was doing my, oh, I was doing cool. my own thing. And then on the glacier hike, to be perfectly honest, I was really focused on not dying. So it wasn't until we sat at dinner that I had, like, I talked with Nico and I was sitting next to him. And the whole, because the whole question about this was, how am I going to be able to get the audio? Because it was being filmed for, for obviously Switzerland tourism and they had a concept of what they wanted. And the last thing they want is a journalist with like their phone in Nico's face as he's talking. So what we decided to do yeah. was they mic'd up Nico and the two contest winners. So what I'm waiting for is the audio from the entire day. So I'm going to get like seven hours of audio, six hours of audio. so that's why and I'm like it's not me it's just I'm waiting on the audio for that because you had to be careful about how it was filmed and kind of I they didn't care where I was I just didn't want to be in the way because again it wasn't about me so I'm still waiting on everything that he talked about as far as going through Brig and even on the glacier because again I was tethered to the film crew and was really trying not to kill myself um <laughs> but he does he lives in burn in the yes, off season yes he does okay interesting that's pretty cool i always wonder what a lot of the uh, european guys do in the off season i know it's very sketchy for a lot of the russians right yeah. now as far as like do you risk it or do you not um but for the rest of the europeans i've always been really curious as to whether or not they end up uh, kind of just making roots in the States, I guess that would kind of depend on families too. Right? Yeah, I think so. And I think no. for him, you know, Bern isn't that far from his parents. So it's because Switzerland's a very small country. So, you know, yeah, take the train back thing. and forth. I think he said, don't quote me on it, but I think he's been, I'll say a couple of times, you know, back to visit his family and his training and everything, I, I believe is in Bern. That's cool. Yeah, I actually, um, my uh, my my parents have actually been to Bern. One of and Basel both. Uh, one of my dad's college roommates is the head of classical music at the um, Basel Conservancy oh, so cool. for Music or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I actually asked them. I, I was like, "Hey, a friend of mine's in Switzerland right now," and they were like, "Oh, we love it!" Ah. They uh, they stopped. Uh, I think they stopped there for like a week 
there were a week there and then um i think a week in prague on the yeah, same probably. trip i've personally i've never been to europe I've, I've been to i've been to central america and canada and the caribbean but i've never been to europe um so kind of watching that was was me being like Ooh, I think I might need to pull the trigger on this one soon. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like the air is clean. They don't have like the mountain villages. Cause we stayed at three, we were in three different hotels within those five days mm -hmm. that I was in Switzerland. So it, yeah, oh, really? so it was just hotel, hotel, the same hotel, the first two nights, a different hotel, and then another hotel for the last two nights. So on top of everything else, like you're living out of your suitcase cause you can't really unpack. And, uh, the mountain villages that we were in, they were car free. And the and, and what they had for the town, they were like a little electric kind of like vehicles that they drove. Were they the little the little golf cart? They things? were a little bit bigger than a golf cart. They were like a miniature okay. like truck or minivans, I would say. I don't think I have any okay. on video, but if I do, I'll share it. But it was just so clean. There was you could walk on the street, you could eat off of the streets. It was so clean. The air was really? fresh. The one guide. I said, do you guys have police here? And he goes, we have no crime. We have no police. And I said, this is like, I always wanted to live on a Hallmark movie set. And this is the real life <laughs> version of a Hallmark movie set. In the winter, there's everything ski in and ski out. So you get your skis, you go to the grocery store, you get your stuff, you ski out, you go back to your house. It was perfection. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I, uh, that, I love, I love winter. That would be, that'd be amazing. Oh, my husband's like did trying you, to Did you feel, did you have like sound of music moments the whole time? The first place, the first <laughs> hotel, I, I played the sound of music soundtrack in the room when I was getting ready because I said, this is just, like, this is my moment. And I wanted to film myself like spinning in the hills. One, I don't think my husband would have done that for me. And two, it was really, really cold because we were up in the mountains. So I would have been spinning in like, heavy it wouldn't have had the same effect i had dresses but it was too cold to wear them so it would not have been the same effect um you couldn't have toughed it out just for the I know, gram i should have it out for the I gram going I know, my photos i'm like oh there was a perfect location for my hills are alive moment but next time now there's a reason to go back exactly there you go um now funny thing about switzerland that i i found out again because parents have been there and know somebody there uh, the, the Swiss is not the same Swiss all over Switzerland. In fact, in some places, it's downright German, correct? So where we were, it's a German Swiss. So this is, my husband was planning on how to become a citizen, um, how to become like a mountain guide and just have a life in Switzerland. And the only setback is that most citizens that live there know three languages. They know English. Swiss German and French German and some even know a little bit of Italian because what people don't know it, and I didn't know this either when I posed the question to Nico about what's one thing that New Jersey has that you wish they had in Switzerland and again I'm waiting on the answer for the audio guys they a lot of people said pizza where that region is in Switzerland the Italian border is about an hour away so it's not uncommon for them to go to Italy for dinner so yeah. pizza was not the not not the correct answer because he, he, he's <laughs> used to going to Italy and getting real Italian food, which yeah, that northern Italian food is uh, is is a different thing um, than the Italian food we're used to here in New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, I'm sure. I think yeah, that's uh, that's one of the that's one of the more interesting things I learned about Switzerland. I also learned that um, all the Swiss guys on the Devils uh, speak three different Swiss dialects between the yeah. three of them. 
So like they can't even all talk together in the same language in a group. Yeah. So Am I? I so it's so funny because I actually I have random notes in my phone just from because I like I learned so many like random facts. So I think so for Nico he speaks German Swiss, English, mm-hmm. a little bit of French and a little bit of Italian. So he actually can somewhat speak four languages. Although he said he's not comfortable enough to like if he went to Montreal because apparently French. Swiss and French, like Quebec, is very. Different. Oh yeah. So he wouldn't be comfortable to do an interview with Montreal media in French, but he does so, speak a little bit of French. Yeah, Montreal French is totally different. Yeah, I think um, it's the I, I, I can get around Montreal in French, but like, if I went to Paris, I wouldn't give it a shot. I'll tell you right now. But like, I'm perfectly comfortable giving it a try. <laughs> in in uh, in Quebec, I can. Hi, my name's Ryan. I'm American. I'm going to try to speak French with you. And eventually it just drops into English. But I give it a whirl. Um, I actually ran into uh, Quebecois people down in Honduras, funny uh, enough. And like, like, hey, I don't speak Spanish, but je parle français un petit peu. And they were very happy to talk to yeah. me. And it was awful. My friend, It's awful. It's like, where's the subway? Do you have a bathroom? Can we speak English? Is there beer here? It's like the real basic stuff. But like, I can get on the subway and get around. So um, yeah, I've I've experienced that myself. Where like, if I went to France, I wouldn't do that. And and he should feel more comfortable though, because if you start speaking French in in French Canada, like it's it's he'll be fine. Like it's it, it's it's like the other way around, right? Well, I think they said it's the speed. They talk a lot faster. I think, oh, okay. Quebec. So yeah, that's they do. that's where like the problem. I think a lot of it comes in. But yeah, you said- it's very very choppy. It's like really assertive and attacky yeah. compared to like. That really flowy, nice French. Yeah, he French. said very little Italian, very little French. But it, it was fun to kind of watch him That's seamlessly crazy. go from English to German Swiss. Did you have you ever asked him what language he thinks in? I never did, actually. I'm always I'm so curious about that with people that speak multiple languages fluently. Like, what do you think in? Does it depend on where you are? Like when you're in America, do you think in English? When you're in Switzerland, you think in Swiss or like do you think in Swiss all the time because it's your language? Yeah, I actually don't. I didn't even think to ask that. That's a paradox of life. Yeah, I never even thought of that. But it wasn't because I was. Yeah, so I at one point he was talking to me, and you, we had like gondola and cable car passes and everything, and I lost mine at one point. And the girl was asking about it, and I was talking to him in English, and he switched and ended up talking on my behalf in in German Swiss because the girl didn't really understand me. I didn't really understand her. He understood both of us, so he kind of played translator for a hot minute. My move is I point and I go, huh? Yeah. Hmm? That's my move. I point and go, huh? And you hope yeah, you're right. Some people <laughs> like addressed you in French. They said like, you know, bonjour and everything like that. And then other people, it was like, ciao. So I, I didn't I didn't know where to go. And I'm the type of person there. I'm very <laughs> self-aware that if I'm speaking any language besides English, it just sounds idiotic coming out of my mouth. Like any language under the sun, I just can't say it. So there were some there were some good laughs when I tried. Do you, do you speak more than one I language? I barely speak English. You speak English very well. That's incorrect. Right. But no, you you don't you don't speak a second language no. at all. No, when I was in high school, I wanted to learn French, and I remember my parents sitting me down saying that Spanish would be more helpful to me working. Your parents are correct. French is useless. and well, the funny thing is <laughs> that I did two years of Spanish or whatever, three years of Spanish. I can't speak any Spanish whatsoever, and now I work in a field where I have French players that the French actually would have benefited me. 
I was actually going to say that as you were talking, it switched on in my head. I was like, you know what though, considering where you landed, maybe your parents were right. Yeah. So I speak nothing, I speak <laughs> nothing but English, but I did learn that there are some words in English or I guess in Swiss German that they have a really hard time putting an English word to it. And they just say the English word. It trips me out so they, all the time. Like there's certain things like we were having, because we had guides with us the entire time, at least one most of the time uh-huh. too. And even talking to them, they were talking in English and they said, they're like, there's a word, but I, I just don't know the English. I don't know how, how it is and it has say in English. And I remember hearing Nico kind of, not all the time, but occasionally Nico will do the same thing where it's like, I don't really like, give me a second to come up with the word that translates uh, to it. But yeah, beautiful country, really nice people. Uh, Nico's great. Same Nico. Yeah, that's not surprising. And it's funny because I asked the two contest winners, I said, you know, what were you thinking of? Like, what kind of surprised you? And the one guy, because it was a guy and a girl, the guy goes, I knew that he would be just a normal kid. Like, I knew that he was going to be that way, but to actually see him that way was just kind of surprising because he was exactly that. He was just a normal regular guy and I said he is that's just he's really chill he's really nice really professional and yeah yeah I mean I think it's more common for for young people to make that mistake when they're meeting somebody they perceive as like famous or a big Mm -hmm. deal um they're just they're never too sure what they're gonna get they always think it's gonna be this totally different thing and then they realize that people are people and they're generally pretty cool it's uh pretty normal Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing really that weird about it. Um, and there's always, there's exceptions, right? Like I've met a bunch of people over the years that are just complete tools and they're not nice people. But I will be honest, the vast majority of like famous people or people that might be a big deal in their industry or something along those lines, have been very, very cool and super nice and super approachable. And before you know it, you don't even really look at them that yeah, way. Yeah, and he was really funny because like we were talking about like just certain things. And uh, the girl asked him if he's picked up any like Jersey lingo since he's been over here. And, uh, <laughs> and he was talking and we were like saying about like the beach and he goes, well, I go to the beach. And I said, no, Nico, you go down the shore. And he looked at me and he goes, well, here we say beach. And I was like, yeah. And in Florida, you go to the beach. But I said, in New Jersey, you go down the shore. So at the very end of the day, he made a comment. He goes, so I go down the shore. So we did learn something while we were there that's cool that's cool that's wild does he get together with the other swiss players in the off season do, do the rest of them go back to switzerland as um, well i know that him and uh i don't know if it was this year or not but there was some t- a point where him and siegenthaler did a little bit of training together um, i know okay. timo was in switzerland because he did the timo meyer camp i think in yeah he does a big uh, hockey camp right i think akira's been i mean i think akira's been on vacation but I think they all are there. Um, I know that, that, you know, Nico talked about Pavel Zaka's wedding and Brat was there for that. Okay. So that was nice. He spent a couple days over in, uh, in Prague for the wedding. I believe it was. That's cool to see they're still friends, you know, kind of came in the league around a similar yeah. time. That's cool to see those guys. Yeah. And he said, he was like, you know, I haven't seen him since the last time we played Boston. So that was, you know, that was really nice. And, uh, yeah. I mean, he took his, you know, vacation. Um, it's so funny because I'm so tired right now. I'm still jet lagged that I don't want to, I don't want to misquote him, but yeah, I'll have more information once I get the, once I go through the nine hours of audio. 
Yeah, and we'll uh, we can we can always follow up on that once you get more of those things and some more articles out. We'll have I'm sure I'll have more follow up. So questions. this is the crazy thing. While I was in Switzerland, I was it was Monday night. I was prepping for everything with Nico because I knew I was going to get a lot of different article ideas out of out of this. And I got mm-hmm. a message from my mother that my dad was in the emergency room because he was in, on a ladder that gave away and he broke both of his arms. So that night. I, with time difference, I was up to like 6am waiting for him to get a surgery to make sure surgery was okay. So the entire week I was like in Switzerland, but mentally kind of back here, making sure that everything was okay here. Cause my dad was in the hospital Mm -hmm. for the entire week that I was in Switzerland. He he got discharged from the hospital basically like hours before I stepped foot in home at home. So I came home and immediately went into like that mode of like, I didn't go back to my house. I stayed with them. Today was my first day of actually being home. Like all my stuff is still packed. So it, yeah, it's just been like, it went from there to this and I've been exhausted. One, the jet lag, which is not a joke. And then two, I like, I've just been falling asleep at seven o'clock. Like the minute my, my head hits the pillow, I'm out like a light. So on one hand, I was like, I'm kind of grateful that they didn't give me the audio on Saturday because I wouldn't have had time to go through it. But now we're adjusting. We have a couple doctor's appointments coming up. But it has just been like the week before Switzerland, Switzerland, and now this week. I'm just like, whoo. And then ready for this? In a month, it's going to be training camp. I know. Like around the corner in a month, it's going to be training camp. I know. I already started my... um, my training camp prep work with like the prospects and I always make charts and lists of like their stats from the year before. So if I'm on Twitter, I can like quickly kind of reference things. So I got to start doing my prep work for the season. Yeah. I think this year it's uh, it camp is going to be less about people making the team and more about getting ready for the first time in a long time. Well, that should be pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the roster and I haven't, and again, I'm half asleep, so don't quote me on it, but there's really one, maybe two forward spots available. I mean, the I, the roster's set. You know which defensemen yeah. are going to be rotated in and out. You pretty much know what forwards are going to be rotated in and out. So it's not going to be a really big surprise if people, you know, competing. I know last year they brought in, you know, professional tryouts to make camp competitive. And like, I don't really know if there's going to be that kind of competition because you kind of already see how it's going to fall. It's just a matter of that one or two, or if you want to be the extra forward, or do you want to be in the AHL getting your game reps in? It's it's kind of where I think that's kind of where it's going to be in uh in training camp. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think uh, maybe depth goalie, but other than that, I think we're looking at the team going in. But it sounds like your trip to Switzerland was amazing. It sounds like that was a ton of fun. Um, And I think we should follow up with some more stuff after you get that audio and some of this content starts to come out. Um, Because, you know, probably do that. And then uh, after that, it's preseason preview probably time. And it's, I will say, the one thing I am excited that I think fans will like, because I think a lot of things that I hear from fans is that they really want to like, like it's like the fun stuff they want to learn about the players, not necessarily like the on ice stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. after we ate dinner, I had Nico do a rapid fire game. So I have like a 15 question rapid fire, that article that I have the structure of the article ready to go. I'm just waiting for the, I only know. So I only remembered so many answers. So I think that'll be enjoyable. Like a nice quick read for fans. I think there's questions about, um, 
what TV show he would like to do a cameo in, like his dream golf foursome, even though I learned he's really not that big of a golfer, but he does have a dream foursome that he would play with. Um, there's like some bit, like some fun little tidbits in there. That's awesome. That's, that's very cool. I'm looking forward to all the content you're going to be able to put out yeah. uh, based around this trip. And what a unique experience, man. Good for you getting picked to do this. I'm super, super happy for you. Um, I, again, I know how hard you work and the time you put in and the hours you put in more importantly, as we've discussed, not on the show. Um, so, you know, it, to see it get, to see you get rewarded for that. It really is great. I, and that, that's just, you know, on a personal level, I'm genuinely super happy for you. So congratulations. Thank really. You. I still, maybe, maybe by like October, I'll actually process that it actually happened because <laughs> it didn't, it's not really quite there yet. Like even talking about <laughs> I was talking to my friend. She's like, how's Switzerland? And I'm like, the fact that you can even ask me that question and I can answer it is just a wild. wild concept to me. But cool. hopefully I should get the audio this week. Fingers crossed. Again, I'm waiting on the uh, the film production crew. Um, but yeah, we will definitely circle back to this once I actually have the audio and we can go. Great. It's like, the last thing I want to do is misquote Nico on the show. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Especially after, after all that work. Well, they, I guess we should thank the great people at the Swiss Tourism Board for taking good care of you while they you were did, over there. They did. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's huge. And making sure you soaked it in. That's, I think I'm a big believer in that. Um, you know, take the time, experience it, and then worry about all the rest of it later. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll pass this uh, episode on to our super producer, Bill. We'll get this out to you guys and we'll talk to you soon. Yes. More to come. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>